coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Generally, emotions after people are feeling nervous, usually it's the fight or flight. So they start mm -hmm. getting argumentative and things get a little heated or whatnot. Recognize that early and don't be afraid to slow it down and just be like, hey, let's either hit it on the head and just say, hey, let's calm this down or take a break or hell, make an excuse of like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or something. You know, just yeah. slow it down. <laughs> let it let it go down. And that being said, like sometimes there's just an impasse. Yeah. Like you're here and I'm here and we just... It is what it is. It doesn't mean that we're enemies. It doesn't mean that, but it's like, this isn't here and, and going to the real estate, you know, like you want this amount, we have this amount. And if we can't make this work, then I guess this isn't for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Up next on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Hayes Hartwig, who is a real estate advisor and property manager. Hayes has a background uh, actually in the casino industry, and he learned a lot about reading people and and uncovering their tells and understanding what they were doing and uh, and what they were trying to communicate without actually saying things. So he's we get into a lot of the, the techniques and the strategies that he learned and used during those days. And then we also get into some of the strategies that he uses today for you know real estate negotiation and and leasing properties out. So it's really, really interesting. I actually have a passion for this type of conversation and these types of topics as well. So it was a lot of fun learning how Hayes has used these skills in his own life and his own business to help grow and, and understand what other people are, are doing and, and trying to communicate again without even communicating it. So Really, really interesting episode today, and I hope you enjoy Hayes Hartwig today on Pass the Secret Sauce. Growing up as a child, our dinner, we always had them together. It was mom and dad had to be home. Later on in the years, uh, not so much because, you know, sports and activities mm -hmm. and whatnot take over. But yeah, it was always together. <laughs> and, and did you have siblings or anything? or No, they got it right the first time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's great. So what types of co uh, conversations would you guys have? Do you remember anything um, that stood out? Not well, well it's kind of I, I guess we had a quite mixed conversations. I was definitely uh, in trouble a lot in school. <laughs> um, uh, uh, some people say it's intelligence. Other people say it's just being a jackass. Um, <laughs> so lots of conversations were about like, why I did whatever I did. And it was interesting to you because my pops is a little bit more peaceful and my mom's is a little bit more fiery. So I guess that's why they were together. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was sort of, uh, it's mostly just your day-to-day -day stuff and kind of figuring out what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so would you consider yourself more of like a rebel growing up? Like you weren't necessarily the, the type that was, I guess, conforming to what, what society thought 
they should be doing, I guess. Does that make Definitely. sense? And yeah. it uh, still uh, re resonates <laughs> to this yeah. day. Again. Not as much, you know, when you're younger, you just sort of do things because, and, you know, many of them are dumb. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> no, complete, I'll own it. <laughs> completely understand, completely understand. So, so did you, did you go to, to college? What did you, what, what was your path, you know, after high school? How did you, how did you start your careers off in that? Well, yeah, after high school, I was, uh, you know, just uh, teaching skiing and, and uh, oh, you know, love working it. in bars. Where, where, are you, where are you teaching skiing at? Uh, just up Cypress Mountain, which is like a local hill in Vancouver. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I did out of high school and that, and then uh, eventually I hurt myself, so <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> Do you still ski uh, anymore or no? Yeah, totally, as much as I can. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we're actually heading over to uh, to Vail in about three weeks, so so excited about that. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely, like, anytime I can get up there, I definitely can, and, and especially, like, with it being 30 minutes out of downtown, yeah. you, know, you can get up there for a bit and then back to yep. work. <laughs> yep, yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you're teaching skiing, you got hurt. What was, what happened next to you? I decided to go to school for a bit. So I went to, uh, Kwantlen as doing fashion marketing, then basically just, you know, working retail, you know, stuff like this, low, low level kind of thing and running a clothing line at the time, which is now defunct, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, so I got done with that. And then I entered into, uh, working at the casinos and bartending because it was pretty easy money. Yeah. <laughs> they, they paid pretty well for counting to 21 and quitting. And then ended up uh, mostly dealing poker and uh, supervising poker. That's very cool. And, and before we started recording here, we were talking about some books and that that you've read called Tells. Talk a little bit about that and, and some things that you learned with, with that. Because again, we, we both have you know, kind of a fascination, passion for being able to, to see things that aren't necessarily being said. So what were some of those learnings that you picked up and, and applied in a real life situation? Yeah, it was a book with Phil Helmuth and I forgot who the FBI guy yeah, was. Yeah, oh, was think about, yeah Chris, it might've been Chris Voss, maybe potentially. Yeah, and the book was called uh, Read Him and Weep. Okay. Re Read Him and Reap, sorry, not Weep. Got it, interesting. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of that one, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, for sure. And it's just kind of interesting just to read about like poker tells. And of course, while I'm at work, just walking around and sort of seeing if this works out, of course, I get to see the finish of the hand and I actually get to walk behind the person and half the time see their cards anyways to see yeah, if it's right. Yeah. It's really interesting because using that, uh, you can transfer a lot of stuff into real life. Uh, one of the main takeaways that I found is that people are taught to lie with their face, but not with their feet. And so uh -huh. a really good example of this is Kids are always told, you know, oh, your cousin is coming over, at least pretend to like them or whatever it is, right? So they're told to put on that smile and they know how to do that. But if you're at yeah. dinner, you can see their feet are pointed towards the door yeah. if they want to go to play or whatever. It's like, you're not taught to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing works with adults. If people are in a conversation, if their toes are pointing directly at each other, most of the time, they don't want someone to join them. So you can use that okay. at network. If people have their feet kind of spread a little bit apart, you're probably it's more okay to join this conversation, but if they're pointing directly at each other, leave those two be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And if they're, if they're pointed, you know, away from that person, that, that basically means that person is trying to get away from the conversation more like. Yeah, exactly. More, Maybe yeah. give them a wave or a nod or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of yeah. Put alone and they'll come network with you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Any, any other things that you uh, can remember from, from the trainings there? Not offhand. I, I, Probably should reread the book. 
yeah. I, like I said, I love I love body language. I love again that that unspoken communication that that uh, you can pick up on. And you know, I, I've I've heard too that if you look somebody in the eye and their pupils are very very dilated. And, you know, obviously there's, there's variables with this because obviously, you know, if you're in bright or dark, you know, it's, it's going to affect it. But like, if, if they're very, very dilated, that means that that person is trying to, you know, basically take in as much as they possibly can. So they're trying to concentrate and they like whatever it is that you're hearing. So, you know, if you, if you're in a conversation, you see somebody's pupils that are dilated, maybe they, they're interested in whatever it is that you have to say, or, you know, are attracted to you or whatever. So yeah, interesting stuff. Well, I guess now that you mentioned it, one of the things I remember is uh, that you have to set a baseline as well, but you look for uh, pacifying things as well. If someone's nervous, they're going to rub the back of their neck or, or start stroking their hair or, you know, get fidgety, stuff like this. It's pacifying things. Now, that's why you have to set the baseline, of course, because, like, maybe they have lice and that's why they're scratching yeah. their head. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's funny. So, so, uh, so what happened after your string there in the, the casino and the dealing and and all of that what was your next step actually real estate and it was caused mostly for my mom I like I'm a third generation my grandma was one my mom was one and so I was like kind of avoiding it because you know you, I don't know why I guess I was being dumb but <laughs> went to book a trip to go riding actually like a, a bunch of local mountains just going on a trip mm-hmm. and from the casino because it's very regimented I had to book next winter like a year in advance oh wow and I was like, man, this is crazy. And so did that, was about to go on the trip. And then my mom was like, oh, is it cool if I join you? And then I was like, yeah, sure. Come on up to the mountains, whatever, you know, rent a cabin and all that, you know, myself and girlfriend at the time and all that stuff. And it occurred to me, like, you don't have to ask anyone to leave. Like, yeah. you just, you can just go. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just get somebody to take care of my business while I'm out of town for the week or whatever, and then go. And I'm like, I am interested in this. this yeah, yeah. I get pick my own day kind of thing so yeah that gave me a a violent push into real estate and uh basically as soon as I got back I applied for my course and started doing it while I was working at the casino working graveyards yeah that's that's amazing so what what types of uh, what did you start off off what did you start off doing in real estate were you more on the realtor side of things or like and what were some of the things that you focused on yeah I mean I carry both licenses now sales and rental I started off uh, in sales. I was have been doing that for 10 years now. And I picked up the rental, I guess, about three years ago, just sort of add a little bit of something fresh to it. You know what I mean? As well as what I use it now for is a full cycle. So now I work with an investor, buy a place. I know about the rent side. So I know what we're looking for, what the tenants are looking for, that sort of thing. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. 
and manage it for them. And then obviously, because I'm still in sales, watching the market, like, hey, you can cash out now if you want and make good cash on it yeah. or however, however you want to go and sell it for them and then either buy another one or do whatever they want to do. It's sort of a repositioning yourself as instead of being a used car sales learner. Yeah, you know, transactional. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I'm a, a more of a wealth management almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, that's a great business model. And, and what types of properties are you, are you typically working on? Are you doing, you know, multifamily, how large is it single family? What, what, what are your thoughts there? Um, it's generally single family, mostly apartments. Cause okay. obviously that's mostly what we have in Vancouver, yep. some houses of course, but yeah, generally not like the multifamily, like 18 units. It's usually a single owner that owns, you know, usually a maximum five ish. A lot of our owners are single place, you know, they have their place and the one that they're renting out and they just sort of want a property manager to take care of it because there's a lot of hoops and the rules change sometimes monthly <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. And yeah. so, you know, you just don't want to be, be behind and inadvertently wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, so in your experience, what are some of the mistakes that, I mean, I guess this could go a couple of different directions. What are some of the mistakes that you've made? But more importantly, I think what, what are some of the mistakes that you see a lot of people that don't necessarily use a property manager, you know, making that you, a reason why you would suggest using a property manager? For the property management side, uh, some of the mistakes is just not being up to snuff with the rules. One of the prime example was, I guess it was last year or the year before, they got rid of a vacate clause, which before, uh, if you didn't have a new contract on a fixed term, then the tenant had to vacate. Some owners were using this to get around the rent raise restrictions and would try to pop their rent, you know, 400 bucks from one yeah. month, one year, last year to this year. And if you don't like it, too bad, get out. So that was obviously not ethical, <laughs> but... Yeah a lot of owners didn't realize that that was the case. And so we had a couple that, you know, wanted to raise it more than the maximum and they weren't aware that that was gone. So it's just simple things. Cause a lot of people, you know, if you're managing it yourself, you've got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yep. watch so I think that was one of the main ones as well as if things ever start to go sideways a little bit with a tenancy, there's a lot of hoops to jump through as well as you you're more practiced as a property manager than a, a one-off like i will place five tenants you know in a month or whatever in a week whatever it be and an owner will place five tenants in the length of that they own the place yeah. so obviously i get a significant more amount i've seen things that they haven't seen <laughs> yep yep no that makes sense that makes sense yeah so you can you can combine all of your experiences and uh learnings and failures and all of that and you know they get to benefit from from all of that so so using your background with negotiation and body language and and all of that how does that come into play with you know the real estate and and property management side of things everywhere really <laughs> when you're trying to negotiate a sale a lot of its body language uh, even tone um, as we've been talking about earlier a little bit we touched on like trying to negotiate via text is kind of negotiation suicide almost because, you know, tone is lost. So like if you had an argument with somebody right before you read the text, suddenly your text looks like you're yelling at them and really you're just asking, you know, are you going to be late or, you know, something along these lines, right? Mm -hmm. So it comes into play with that as well as like when you're working with tenants and, and, and owners and, and all this stuff, you want to learn more. 
and you need to negotiate this way. And, and, and part of that is with the body language and most of your time is actually spent asking questions. A, a prime example is usually it starts off with a stand. You know, I'm, I'm not going to pay or I'm not going to sell for $500,000. Like, not doing it. that. So that's their stand. And a lot of people get hung up on that and argue about this. And that's not what you should be doing. You should be start asking more questions, trying to get to the area of concern. You know, like, is it, uh, do you need the money or X amount to get to where you're trying to go? Or, you know, the rent's too much because you're concerned you won't be able to make your other bills. You know, like there's something more to this. And then if you really want to go to like the furthest and the nucleus of what you want is you want to find like that, motivator that emotional driver because once you figure that out and you can identify it and simplify it or, or satisfy it sorry then you can really like get things done and solved it you know what i mean like going back to that person who won't sell for five hundred thousand dollars might be because their neighbor who they're friends with sold for 510 and they don't want to be embarrassed that you know oh, i didn't get as much it's a pride thing yeah a lot of the time it's an emotional driver and you can't logic emotion yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah a, a real good example for the uh can't logic emotion is all of us have been in a, a relationship with somebody who we know we shouldn't be there like you write it down and just you guys are oil and water but your emotions are still there so you yeah wait till they catch up <laughs> yep yep no makes sense makes sense so so if you find yourself in a situation where there is you know this this emotional block i guess you can say are there any things that you can do to, to you know, start bridging that? I mean, I, I know, like you said, asking more questions, getting to the core of it, but what if the core of it is, you know, an emotional situation? What, what, what do you basically walk away and say, okay, well, there's not much we can do with this one? Or how, how do you approach something like that? In some cases, yeah. One of the things that does help as well is uh, generally emotions after people are feeling nervous, usually it's the fight or flight. So they start mm -hmm. getting argumentative and things get a little heated or whatnot. Recognize that early and don't be afraid to slow it down and just be like, hey, let's either hit it on the head and just say, hey, let's calm this down or take a break or hell, make an excuse of like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or something. You know, just yeah. slow it down, <laughs> let, it, let it go down. And that being said, like sometimes there's just an impasse. Yeah. Like you're here and I'm here and we just... It is what it is. It doesn't mean that we're enemies. It doesn't mean that, but it's like, this isn't here and, and going to the real estate, you know, like you want this amount, we have this amount. And if we can't make this work, then I guess this isn't for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so what are your, some of your plans for, you know, this, this year and, and upcoming, do you have anything, any goals that you're trying to achieve as far as, you know, your your you know your your real estate business or property management business what what are some of the things that you're looking to try to accomplish basically this year i've spent the past couple of years working on different systems i work with my moms a lot and we've been working on some different systems to help for lead generation in particular because mm -hmm. that's the name of the game you always have to keep that hot full or you're going to go hungry soon it also helps I find with consistent lead generation, because one of the issues that a lot of realty people run into is it peaks when they have a lot of business, they close up in values. If you keep on lead generating continuously, you don't ever peak in value, you kind of just flow. So what my goal is this year is to really, we've been tweaking these systems and they've, they've been fairly successful. 
And now we're just going to try to like ramp it up. Yeah. Now that yeah. we know that like it's not, we're, we're at the experimental stage and we want to see if this is going to really like hit the track or not. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and I imagine, so, so you're probably automating a lot of this too, right? I mean, or, or are there people that you have, you know, in place as well, because, you know, obviously the more leads that you generate, the more follow-ups and all of that, you know, that, that, that start causing too. So how do you approach or how do you tackle, you know, I guess that additional workload that the additional leads are, are bringing in? We generally uh, keep leads. We, we sort of gauge them. It is quite automated, but you'll notice like some people will start to stick out. And when they do, you, you nurture those ones more. There's going to be heaps and heaps of tire kickers uh, out there. So you just kind of have to essentially grade them. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously your top tier will be like past clients, people who know, like you used your service. Second one being, you know, people who are actually emailing back or conversing with you or have talked on the phone or whatnot. And then of course your third tier, just, you know, people who are looking for the free lists or, you know, just, just, just looking around, you know, you, you can always find people uh, looking for lists on the internet and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Yep. No, makes sense. Makes sense. So, so what's, um, what are some of the the challenges that you've run into with the, I guess on the, the the property management side of things, as far as leasing to to potential tenants or or I guess qualifying potential tenants, have you have you found that you know your negotiation and body language has ha, experience has helped? be able to identify and distinguish from a you know person that might be qualified as opposed to someone who may not be qualified any any advice or tips there definitely yeah uh, do your homework when they put in the application say where they're working look at it especially like during covid times especially you want to make sure that this job is relatively stable because a lot of things just went into upheaval prime example even the casino used to be a great source of people renting they're all closed now yeah so like you want to do that definitely call their previous landlord because they're with the body language and tone obviously it's going to be on the phone for the most part but you can tell you know oh they're here and they're up and happy about it or like oh yeah that person you know what i mean like yeah you can kind of get a gauge of what's going on with that. You can also tell when you talk to them on the phone, like do your pre-qualifying on the phone, you know, ask them how long have they been looking? Uh, what are they looking for? And like get them talking. Um, a lot of times you can figure out if they're going to be a good tenant. If they're super cagey, there's something that's being hidden. Why? You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And uh, one of the main things is follow your gut. When I first started, I you know, is still learning the ropes on, on the property management side. And a couple ones, there's three in particular that, that I can recall. And they looked great on paper. And, and I talked to their, their landlord and everything sounded really good. But there's something in my belly was like, this yeah, is this something not right here. Yeah. And all three times it bit me. So now if if my belly is saying something, just follow yeah. it. Don't Go argue with it. it. Doing it for yeah. a reason. It, it, it's amazing how many people say that and and... I I've done the exact same things and uh, the same thing. And, and sometimes you still, Oh, it, it might not be that bad. And then it ends up biting you in the ass. So I, I completely yeah. agree. You got to just listen to, got to listen to that intuition when it's, when it's talking to you. So oh, um, yeah. Hayes, this has been fantastic. If people want to learn more about you, your services, property management side of things, how would they get in touch with you? You can either go to my website, which is Hayes That's Hayes with a Z like 
big cloud. <laughs> or uh, we also have a Facebook uh, page that we're fairly active on, which is facebook.com obviously and forward slash Hayes Realty. Ultimately, if they just want to call me, then my number's on both of those along with emails and whatnot. I, I answer them all. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Excellent. Hayes, this has been great. I certainly appreciate the time and enjoyed learning a little bit about your body language and, and uh, you know, just, just being able to, to understand that unspoken language that's always happening, you know, sort of in the background. So I certainly appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to uh, connecting with you again in the future. Excellent. Thanks for having me, Matt. It was uh, great to catch up with you there. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.